It is the Sport Project Podcast, and tonight we have Carlo Nepotalo. Nepot- oh, far out. Here we go again. <laughs> Opening segment. She can't even get it through. Just think of ice cream. Well, I go to say, uh, no, but I can't even say that right. That's, you, you know, like people have words that they can't pronounce. Napolitano. Napolitano. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Napolitano. <laughs> I say scudding. Napolitano. I got it. Yeah, that's it. Why do you think that's we call him? That's the first time I've ever been able to say your name right. Nap, Ollie. Napolitano. Yeah. Even Ava can say it and she's Anyway, <laughs> Napolitano. It's a surname. She should. Thank you. Yeah, I know it now. I know it now. And the hardest name to pronounce the other man on the panel in Chris Smith. Commoner. <laughs> it it kind of sounds like Christmas, doesn't it? Merry Christmas. It does. Oh, it it does. does. And I did yeah, see um, on your Instagram, you had a beautiful Christmas post. You were in Maya. You were walking around oh. showing all the beautiful gifts to have. And you said, Merry Chris Smith. And I went. You better believe it. I've been saying that for years hey. and you've only just heard it. Yeah, it's a good one. You, you can actually Offended. understand, like, that you've, you've reached your audience, you've influenced me. It's now called Chris Smith Holidays, so. <laughs> and uh, the other man who's been on our panel a majority of the year when he's not out building bars or building houses is old Sasha Milzarek. Um, at least I can say your name right on the only episode that you're not here for, but he unfortunately couldn't make it today. Now it's a sad day team it is the end of the season for the sport project this year but exciting to see that we got full got I guess yeah almost a full year even with well, COVID we started, yeah. started late we started yeah. late but um, I think I think it's been consistent and started late finished early just like your sex life Carlo <laughs> Have you been talking to my missus? Mm, I think there's only one cause in that. This actually started. (laughs) It's not the motion in the ocean. It's the hammer hitting the nail. (laughs) And if you Um, haven't switched off by now, then I'm fucking wonder why. What's wrong with you people? Look, um, if you've gotten this far in the season, you know what we're all about. We're a bit of a sports banter. We're left field. It's like you've basically just pulled up a seat at the bar with some mates um, that you might have only just met. But we talk all things sport. We're going to cover off some of the Masters, which is coming up this weekend, the wash-up of State of Origin 1 as we head into State of Origin 2. We've got the Mark Hunt and Paul Gallen fight, which has been talked about for years, the sledge fest, but it was like they kissed up and made up at the press conference. And then uh, plenty of other sport, a little splash of EPL, which uh, will keep Carlo happy, Tyson fight coming up, and plenty more to chat about. Now, don't worry, we're not going to be going completely off the airways uh, post this end-of-season finale. We're going to be doing some one-on-ones uh, throughout the off-season and also we might even come back for a fight or two or a big game or basically if we just feel like having a yarn because we're all in different states. Smithy's down in Melbourne still, well, he just got out of Lockhart. Carlo is in Wollongong and then poor Sash, well, he's been out loose for a while up on the Gold Coast. So uh, I'm in Sydney, which means nothing because we've basically done nothing <laughs> forever. But boys, welcome. That was a really big intro. How are we? Oh, well, yeah, well now, I've, now I've just woken up. Yeah, I'm all right. All right. I just, I just uh, didn't want to dive in halfway there, halfway through. I take Barocca. Yeah, look, I, I want to say Chris uh, was just saying he just woke up, but he just told us that he filmed all this amazing content because he's an him. Well, he's got influenza. Hey, so is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Way too soon. But uh, Smithy, you're, you're a massive influencer. Give them another content plug if you want to because you need to make up for the fact that you're on the golf course and almost forgot to do the rest of your content. Yeah, you see, well, what happened was I was super excited about the golf course reopening yesterday. Well, in fact, it wasn't the golf course reopening. It's the 25-kilometre limit. Ring of steel. Lifted. <laughs> that, that, that was lifted. So I was actually allowed to drive to my golf course. So my very beautiful, understanding partner just dismissed me for the day. And I played, th- I played 36 holes of golf when I should have been shooting content for Barocca. So I do apologise, but there you are. And your beautiful uh, partner, Sarah, then went and reshot all your content for Barocca after you played 36 holes of golf, which, how many hours is that? A lot. A lot. (laughs) And then um, my gym reopened, Fitstop reopened, which came secondary to my 36 holes of golf. Uh, I did finally get there for the 515 session, which nearly killed me after walking 23Ks. Did you you actually do it? Or did you just turn up? Of course I did it, Carlo. You're such a trooper. You're looking yeah. well, actually. No, see, this is... Uh, uh, see, you what, look Yeah, I've been <laughs> celebrating since we got out of isolation. <laughs> no. oh, 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 and believe it or not, I've been I've been lean as you can get for so long. And then we went to the beach before with the kids. The worst I've looked all isolation is a paparazzi there. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is, is Fat Bob back? 
remember the, remember because that, remember the pups. You hit pup, the piss and you hit the carbs yeah. and completely blew out. You would have been bloated and delightful. Oh, man. I mean, horrific. Yeah, do you remember horrific. that? Just that Ethan, and it was, uh, what was it, Dad Bod? I was like, give him a yeah. chance. Jesus. Yeah. I've been eating for three. <laughs> hey. Mate, I know plenty of people that'd be wrapped if they had Dad Bod Chris Smith for it, like a Dad Bod. So. <laughs> oh, thank you, really. it's, like the ta- it's like the time when Thor went fat. Did you remember that in the Marvel? Where <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Smith, he just gets this attachable body that he just sticks on. I reckon it's it full of beer, just subs Are you Chris Hemsworth? It's, it, it was so much happier, though. Did you realise that? Yeah, he Did was. you see that? He was. He was. He was. He was a lot happier. He was a lot happier. But let's move on to the golf because the Masters is on this weekend. It's one of your favourite things. And it, to help me sort of, like I love being able to play golf. I'm not very good at it. But if you want to tie me into enjoying golf, you talk about Billy Madison because it's one of my favourite movies. And we actually forced you to watch that a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Smithy? Oh, look, I've, I've, I've got to be proven guilty. I've seen it multiple times, but there were certain parts of the film you was referencing which I didn't quite understand. <laughs> so I had to ask you about it. In which case, I then rewatched it with my ten-year-old son Ethan. Who and did, did you get to the part where Sasha and I just bashed you on? Or yes, yes, yes. I got there, and, and everything became <laughs> relevant. Then I, I quickly understood. I was like, Good. absolutely well played. Good. Yeah, but look, it is of course the Masters. It's by far the biggest event on the calendar, and, and just look, on the back of the shit year that we've had, I'm just so grateful that it's going on. I'm so grateful that all the players have committed. I'm so grateful that all the the ground staff have made it happen the PGA have made it happen and I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal but here's what I'm going to do quickly I am going to ask you for two points who won it last year uh, don't Tiger Google Woods. Carlo Napolitano rated uh, as and most definitely is probably the best comeback of all time in golf yeah, yeah, everybody okay. said he would never do anything again everybody said he's been off too long everybody says he lost it Tiger Woods gives everybody a big fuck you and then absolutely drills them year. well you see the bookies haven't quite written him off just yet and I think for a man that knows Augusta like the back of his hand, $41 is quite a tasty price. Mm. Um, conversation is, is the big man of golf, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau, just too strong, too powerful? Augusta's a tight track. It's not really one of those you can let rip and it's going to be very forgiving. It isn't like that at all. So will his big hitting, big driving be any good on this kind of track? We're yet to see. I want to I wanna have a quick look here. I've... I've I've been following him and I've been following his um, his antics and what he's up to. And he's been practicing down there at Augusta. And he's got his um, he's got his he's got his tracker with him on how far he's hitting the ball. Yeah, four hundred and one right. yards. Uh, I think I think there's on and and look that's the image of him there. He's he's bigger than my first house, right? He's one hundred and twenty like twenty kilos between. In, in the he's just hit a three hundred and sixty-two yard carry. So that's, for those of you that don't know what a 362-yard carry is, that's a carry before it bounces. That's in the no, air, 362 yards. No, but he registered yards. one that was bigger than that before, and it yeah. was 403.1 ball carry. So is wow. that, so when yeah. you hit it, and then, then then it bounces and then goes again? As soon as it bounces once, that's the, that's the carry. That's... And then, and then it can continue on, so it could have been 450. So he's, he's, he's commonly now, he's really commonly now just through the game of golf right on its head. And so many more people want to be like him. They laughed about him when he put so much weight on. They said it's just stupid. It's not the way golf's played. It'll never work. And he's proved everybody wrong. It's been absolutely phenomenal. He's commonly driving par fours. And, and Part of my ignorance, um, but you're saying Augustus is a really tight course. Oh. So will a hard hit... <laughs> Augustus. Oh, is that like Augusta? Augustus. <laughs> it's li- it's like it's like Limonchenko. <laughs> <laughs> I did start the sentence by saying pardon my ignorance. Brilliant. Brilliant. That is excellent. <laughs> but the best part was anyway, the basis the, the basis of your, the, the basis of your ignorance wasn't the miscommunication or the misspelling of the name, was it? The basis of your ignorance is about to come. So you oh, let us oh. in. <laughs> What is it? No further questions, Your Honour, in Carlo. Okay. Hey, <laughs> the can I, can I, can I just... Let me recover. All right, you want to finish your question? Go on, recover. Yes. yes. Get it out. Okay, the Masters is a tight course, right? Mm. So, mm. ooh, yeah, we like that. Um, a big hitter on a course like that, 
Like, are they, are they dog-eared? Are they, you know, like, is, it, is that going to actually give him any value on that? Like, it's all well and good to hear he's been hitting these one, 401 yard carries and, mm. and this, that, the other, but is that actually going to be, handy can he transition that onto the course, on this course? It's, look, it's going to be incredibly handy for him if it's accurate. There's no point yeah. being 401 yards way right or way left. Um, his ball control seems to be improving every single week. His short game's improving, his putts is improving. It's made him probably the most dangerous man on tour. And... It's showing that in the price is $9 favourite to win the Masters. So the bookies and people are not thinking that he can't do this. They're actually mm-hmm. just really backing that fact and saying, yeah, he's, he's got the ability to do it. Because all of his game now, it's not only about his distance, but he's got his short game together too. He's got his head in the right place. So everything is really coming together for him. Um, hey, yeah, Chris, can I just ask Jordan Spieth? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, feels like he won three majors, you know, in, in quick succession, and then all of a sudden he just literally fell off the earth. What, yeah. what's, what's the news around Jordan Spieth, or is there any news, or what's going on there? I think it's just a bad time in his life, mate. I think it's just a bad, bad time in his game of golf. He's just not performing. Rory McIlroy has been the same way. Yeah, he did you the know, same, didn't yeah. Rory? Yeah, exactly. Adam Scott came out and said this year, he said this is going to be my best year ever. We've not seen anything from him yet as well, so... Look, that's just the game of golf. Yeah. And it's really refreshing to understand that. Did you say that pre-COVID or during, when COVID hit? Um, after COVID, he said, "This is I'm going to come back right. better than ever, Adam Scott. And look, that's a refreshing part of golf for everyone that's out there playing golf, for everyone that's just starting playing golf or been playing it for years. It's one of those really bizarre games. It's never, you've never, ever mastered the game of golf. You can go out there and shoot three under and then go out there the next day and it's like you've never seen a club before. It fucks with your head <laughs> that much. Validate. It's absolutely bizarre. It's, it's, it's super bizarre. It's yeah. such a mental game. And if you're not switched on day on and day out, and you've got to imagine Jordan Spieth was early 20s when he won all those majors. Yeah. Very, very early 20s. So the pressure that's then come on him to continue that is going to be massive. Is his head game right? Was he in the right headspace? who knows and some people I don't know it's like anything you fall in and out of love with the game is he enjoying it as much as he was then who knows yeah but we, we spoke about him at the start of the season about how much we were like he's handling this pressure well he's kind of just mm. like nah, I'm enjoying it I'm playing golf I'm playing good golf and then so mm. for us to turn around now and say he's not handling the pressure well he actually has yeah yeah and look I think if you ask probably 90% if not 100% of players on tour who is the best ball striker in the game they will all say Jordan Spieth nobody yeah, okay. strikes a ball like he does um, and what is it about his strike that's so good though Smithy like it's, 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 it's a layman it's, 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 it's swing is yeah. His swing is so regimented. Yeah, it's, his swing is absolutely superb. His balance is accurate. He, he's, he's got the most consistent swing plane, which is club up and then back down out of anybody on tour. It's all and then compare that to Shambo? Uh, Shambo is very aggressive and much longer, but he's also getting the accuracy now there too. Rory McIlroy and Adam Scott are both quoted as having the best golf swings ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're different, but if people say, I wish I could have somebody's golf swing, it's either Rory McIlroy or Adam Scott. But Jordan Smith is just has this ability to um, make the ball do whatever he wants. He's got this incredible yeah. swing pattern and, and, and mindset, but yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know if he's... You never know where his head's at, you know? People how, can't be on all the time. How do you see this, the Masters, in this year? And just taking into consideration, Chris, the amount of golf that some of these, like, the, like Tiger Woods hasn't played, how do mm. you see these four days at, at the Masters at Augusta playing out? Um, look, I think, I think it's going to be one of the most eerie competitions ever. Do you know, I, I was out at the racing carnival for one day and... That Is was... that your beautiful little one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not so beautiful. You can't ignore her when she's yelling out Dada and she's bringing you a beer. You've got to say thanks. <laughs> no, no, no. She wants something. She's not bringing me anything. Oh, she wants something. She's smart. <laughs> Look, she's mad. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just think with, the, with these four days, it's going to be unknown waters. And to predict a winner on that, if you've just got to go through like who's handled tournaments without any spectators and who's been um, really flying through it, Dustin Johnson has been phenomenal. John yeah, Rahm has been great right throughout the whole thing. Colin Morikawa, the young man, you know, is oh, yeah, yeah. Colin Morikawa's playing at the start, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. playing some incredible golf and maybe like Jordan Spieth in the earlier days where 
When you know when you're young, it's like anything that you do when you're young, you kind of do it carefree and without fear. And it's only when you get older and a little bit more mature and then you start thinking about alternative methods and alternative ways to play, it's when you start laying up shots instead of going for the yeah. green. I think mm. with the likes of Colin Morikawa and the young lads now, uh, they, the continue fearless, to, the they continue to right throughout the round it doesn't matter they get a they get a three shot lead they don't sit back and then start laying mm. up they continue to play the same golf that got them that lead in the first place um, I apologise uh, that's uh, who we were talking to talking about at the start of the year that I said that we thought he was going to lose his confidence and he was too like he was very cool calm and collected right so I yeah. apologise I got, I got the players mixed up that's, that's actually it's not like you that <laughs> I'm so <laughs> golf savvy right now right right <laughs> it's a vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like if I'm, if if you're gonna ask me to pick a winner, I, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm I'm gonna go with one of the young guns again, Xander Shaffle. I'm gonna go with Xander, Ooh, and I think Xander, I, I am That's honestly. So steel, that. Yeah, Xander Shaffle and Brooks Kopka as well. I think they're both playing fifteen dollars. But look. If you're going to see the likes of Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods or Adam Scott with it, you're never going to be surprised that they've actually stepped up for the mm-hmm. big game. But Xander Schaffler, Brooks Kopker, I think, going to be the two to watch, and both being 15 buckaroonies as well. So they got Callow off two on them. Is Mickelson? Um, yeah, he will be. I love Mickelson. I think, oh, <laughs> actually, I don't know. You've, you've got me there. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if he's now switched and started playing the seniors golf. Like you. I suppose yeah. he can still play all the majors because he, he's won a majority of them. I think you have the right when you win them, don't you? Yeah, to, to play, to, yeah. play uh, to play him. So uh, is but, it, is uh, it, he's it, always good one to watch. But so you're saying, Chris? Is, what's his name? Xander. Xander Shaffle. Xanadu. Oh, Johnson. Yeah. I, g- I give you a couple. All right. I'm going to cover my back here. I'm going to go mm-hmm. Colin Morikawa, Xander Shaffle, and Brooks Kopka. Okay. You can pick three. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to go with Tiger. I think he's savvy enough to, to have not played a lot of golf, but I think he, he loves Augusta and uh, it's a course that, you know, reacts well with him. So I just. Duh. It's called Augustus. <laughs> Do they serve limoncello on the course? <laughs> You're an idiot. All right. Well, that was good. Well done, Chris. <laughs> really enjoyed that. Actually, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy that you've been able to wrap your head around it because for those that don't understand, Smithy has been in Melbourne. He's been locked down, and um, they obviously released or eased their lockdown a couple of weeks ago. But they basically said you can go and play on a golf course, but you have to be within 25 k's of your golf course that you are a member of, and if you're not, yeah. then you don't get to play golf. So Smithy still was locked. In like well and truly locked in. Yes, he got in to take jail. his Nissan Patrol out on uh, the drives with his girls in the back, having fish sure and did. chips and um, yeah. sipping on Barocca and um, shopping at Maya um, online. Triple chai latte. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while also showing you what everything um, was available at Dan Murphy's. Have I got all your sponsors right, Smithy? Did I do well? Oh, yep. You missed yeah, out Tand, but that's oh, all right. Oh, the, the main one, Latan. Well, I haven't got, uh, you've not sent me any. I don't know if you can look at me, I look pale. Well, I don't know if you've so. noticed, but it looks good on my bonds. Calorious, <laughs> is it? You actually Cal- do look like you're wearing a tan. Well, you know, well, I'm naturally wog. wog well, that's because out. you've been out playing so much soccer and being an absolute king and playing all four grades, which has never happened stop, in the all it. of the soccer history of Wollongong. Oh, no, no, Port Kembla Pume. Port Kembla, sorry. Not even Wollongong, just Port Kembla. So I think it's only fit oh, yeah. that we actually go into a little bit of EPL action then. Yeah, well, mm. it's been well, it's been, it's been a cra- crazy start to a season. We've had some big, big results. Uh, United getting hammered and... Um, uh, Liverpool getting hammered. <laughs> I, I forgot the new who got hammered. But the, uh, the the actual table as it sits at the moment, uh, Leicester City are sitting on the top of the table. Tottenham, Liverpool, and Southampton, Chelsea, United are all the way in fourteenth. But um, it, uh, well, both Smithy and I are both Manchester United fans, and we love them to bits, and we always up and watch them. Huge. But it's it's just been crazy. They've been con- massively. Well, how, how do we say it, Chris? Consistently inconsistent. Consistently inconsistent. <laughs> That's correct, mate. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it's it's been it's been crazy. But now we're on international break, and all the nation cups and and world cup qualifiers will be played uh, for the next two weeks. So the the next game uh, comes back on the twenty first of November. So that's it in a nutshell, really. 
Did you see the uh, comments about Roy Keane and people are saying like, should Ole Gunnar Solskjaer lose his job? And they said he's not getting the best out of his players. They said he's not he's not doing this. And then Roy Keane was very quick to defend Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. If you remember, they played together for many, yeah, many years. Right. And he said no. He said no, he shouldn't. He said no. Ole. He said he said Ole does this in, in his thick Irish aggressive voice. And he says, no, absolutely not. He says, because if you are one of these players getting paid that much money every week and you've got to look to the coach to motivate you to go out there and play your best, he said, what the fuck is wrong with these players? He said, what is wrong with them? He says, no, I have never, ever once looked <laughs> at a coach. She's telling me there's a bee in the house. I've never once looked <laughs> at a coach to motivate me to go out there and play my best. She's just shy of people now. Ever since COVID happened and all these masks came in, she's just really... Yeah. You know, I'm not going to delve into it too much, but it's going to really socially affect like it, that. You're at your most precious time, right? And that's when mm. you're normally the kid that just goes up and just jumps on top of any like any adult and with no care in the world. You have no, you have no yeah. real like um, I guess stranger danger sort of yet. You, you you're around your parents' friends all the time, and you're around other kids, and that yeah. toy's mine, and I don't care if you've just licked it. I'm going to take it. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone's like, nice. Look how we turned out. We turned yeah. out so perfect I can't imagine that you'd be brought up any other way <laughs> you're still licking it yeah uh, 100% <laughs> I lick everything <laughs> uh, but no she's uh, she used to <laughs> she used to be like so so socially outgoing and, and that's why for about the last three weeks ever since Daniel Andrews announced that masks are now part of culture I have just I've just flat, ref- flat refused to wear one. Yeah. So if they're going to find me $200 for not having one, then so be it. You'll because I Because I know for a fact that every single fine that's been contested has been overturned. Has it really? Every single one. So give me the $200 fine. And then you can stick it back up your oh, ass. You're a rebel, you, Chris. Rebel. I'm bonkers, mate. Absolutely Off bonkers. His Off <laughs> yep. his head. I'll yeah. tell you. I'm going to anyway. start, start, start going out there with no closer. Anyway, it's no different to what you normally do, Dal. Might get, I might not get a fine, but I'll get some funny looks. Hey, darling. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say right? shout, you, shout Carlo. Carlo. I wasn't saying hey, darling, because Carlo just got naked. We've just been rejoined by Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> Oldest. But, Ava, but Chris, in, in answer to that, Ava was, Ava's been Daddy. exactly the same. Daddy. So, um, yeah. yeah, she's, she, I think it just takes her a bit to warm up to people now because they're not used to being around Daddy. as many people as they used to. So it's just no, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, in that nutshell, Roy Keane, I think, had it right on the head. Yes, your manager has a responsibility to get their players prepped for the game, but he can't go out there and play for them. And it shouldn't be his job to motivate you to go out and win a league game or a cup game. So um, does he deserve to lose his job? I don't quite know. Will he? Probably, actually, sadly, mm. well, unless he they, can really turn it around. Well, listen, they've got they've got the quality, and I think um, the the players in the United team, they've got the quality. But the fact of the matter is, quality won't keep you your job. You need results, and uh, listen, he, he, I think he's pushing it uphill a, a little bit. OGs, OGS. So um, I think, uh, yeah, listen, he's got to get some good results coming back from the international break. In, in saying that, I want to leave with a funny thing. I heard it, uh, somebody sent me a meme the other day and it says, uh, Man- Ole Gunnar says Manchester United will be in the top five by Christmas. It says, what are they going to do? Release a fucking song? <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm here all night. Try the veal. It's lovely. <laughs> Good, good. Yeah. I don't even know APL very well and I still enjoyed that. So thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we talk about you like wanting to just go, you know, I'm not wearing a mask, I'll throw out $200 fines. Is that because you did well at the races on the weekend, babe? You Ooh. you you missed Melbourne Cup. <laughs> Melbourne Cup was closed to the public down in Melbourne. Yeah. However, um, you managed to get on track. We're going to discuss yeah. Melbourne Cup, but the first thing I want to ask you is the most recent race that you got to, it was a stakes day and I actually saw your trackside, which I didn't think you were down there, babe. Yeah, I wasn't, but I had to go down there and judge some fashions on the field and actually just give out the winning um, prizes. So, no, 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 stop. Fashions on the field with no crowd. Replay. Well, you see, the thing was, what they did, so Meyer and the VRC, very smart, still kept this tradition of 58 years, I think it is, going. 
they said uh, it's not going to stop it. So what they did, they gave people the opportunity to be a part of the Melbourne Cup, the carnival. So technically way more people had a ticket for this than ever before. And they called it Fashions on Your Front Lawn. So they're getting people to give, yeah. They, they had the traditional menswear, women's wear, milliners, emerging designers. They had all of that going on. And then they had a Just for Fun segment. So we won't call Family Ties. And then cup day, cup day outfits, and then uh, lounging in style, so straight from out of your trackies into somewhat cool, and mad hatters. And then uh, I had to go in and have a conversation with Channel 10 and, and give out the winning prizes and, and the names of the winners and just really explain why. But I walked in there, right? And look, I've been at the Melbourne Carnival for, this is 11 years. Yeah. Every day, every year. 11 years and I've walked mm-hmm. on there yes. and I've never felt such sadness irrespective Aww. of having people there they had everything at Flemington so this is a credit to the VRC they had everything looking absolutely pristine it looked a million dollars and you walked in there and the grass is finally manicured and the flowers are finally trimmed and they've just sprouted at the perfect time so everything that they've done has been bang on point and to an absolute T and, and I just it was really happen, right they kind of just went no there, yeah. there's no way they're going to lock us out it's, it's, this mm. is when it's going to open this is a reason why we've sat through lockdown for so long Mm. So they would have been like no no holes barred and full blazing. They was pitching it to the Australian government for so long and initially they was going to have crowds at the Cox Plate. But then you've got to understand that they said what we're going to have is like 500 people of owners and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they announced that that was going to go ahead. But then, of course, business owners are still locked down and their businesses are shut down and everything else mm. is shut down. So, of course, there was a quick backlash of people really upset the fact that you can go to a horse race, but you can't go to the cafe, you can't go to your school, you can't go and open your business. So, 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 the, yeah. so I think the Cox Plate was going to be the trial to have an audience at a race course, which actually just never happened mm. and then then that in turn of course led into there being absolute no to the Melbourne Cup but, but I just yeah but I don't understand that like what's the difference between probably five days you know I just uh, Daniel Andrews I think has just missed the trick um, yeah but like yeah. okay the difference between five days right so if you go and say yes it's all systems go and they all turn up to the, the Melbourne Cup you've gone from having people hanging out at the shops and people mm. hanging out at malls which is probably way less numbers than, than there would have been that would have rocked up to the track so mm. just, but they would have been able to deal with that though you just it's a it, members only or well the ATC know, did mm, it really well and that's, yeah. uh, that's not too um, I, I guess Piss in the pocket of Sydney, yeah. but I, I like, and I, we spoke about it before. I was involved with the races when the spring carnival started, and it was, it was again. I had the same sentiments, Smithy. It was really sad. Like you look down, mm. and the, the course is looking amazing. Everything is looking awesome. ATC went out of their way to, you know, make everything so well put mm. together, and uh, like that was just racing New South Wales as well too. Like all you hear beyond Baker, and um, I spoke to who James Cummings as well too, and they're like all these races. They were purposely putting videos around the track. To going our jockeys are sitting like 20 meters away from each other yet they get in a stable next to, like they get into the <laughs> gates next to each other shoulder to shoulder yeah. and they you know they're, they're shoulder to shoulder on track as well but they still having to be right. miles apart you know the the crowds that there's no one there you know it, it sounds really stupid I said but like for a I would like to call myself a commoner when it comes to racing. Um, and I'm super humbled to be uh, to be doing the job that I've been doing this spring carnival. Um, but I, like to look down and and see uh, an area that was swamped and and I mean swamped mm. with like hens parties, bucks parties, or just girls' lunches and guys' lunches, and you're all dressing up and you're going out with your mates and you're all looking fine and like feeling fine. And you probably don't delve into racing as much as what like your average punter like Smithy would punt into. Um, but you're there and you enjoy the day and you put your two or $5 bets on, your $10 bets on, or a $30,000 bet, depending what your name is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you have a great day. Like there's, it doesn't matter whether you're a peasant or or a pauper or a prince or a king, you have an epic day at the races. And to look down and see there was like a table and then 50 metres away out of that was a table where before it was just like the throngs of people sort of enjoying themselves and meeting for the first time and dressed up nicely before they end up looking like maybe the opposite of that, but... Yeah, look, it was, and and it's you know it's, it's it was so sad, like you say, and they have got to do it the right, like, they have got to do it for the right reasons, and health comes first, and you want to continue racing because it's such a an enormous industry right throughout Australia, and the money that it makes. But still, there's just been 
a list as long as my arm of so many contradictions in the rules and regulations that we've had to <laughs> abide by um, that it's just incredibly frustrating to myself and, and to so many other people. And if you think, you know, I walked in there and I felt immediately sorry for the VRC. And then what spreads from that is you've got to feel sorry for Tourism Victoria, then the local mm. airlines and then the local Airbnbs and, you know, the local bed and breakfasts and places like that and the restaurants that would have got the tourism for, yeah. you get 100,000 people plus at the Melbourne Cup every year. Yeah. And then that goes in turn to the restaurants, to the bars, to the cafes, to, you know, to the owners, to public transport, to hire cars, to helicopters. The list just goes on and on yeah. and on of people that have been really affected by this whole thing. But mm. listen, look, I, I suppose in, in, this, in the layman's terms, it's a small pinch to what's actually happened in and around Australia. But for me, it's just something I'm extremely used to seeing and I'm yeah. extremely grateful Chris, every, every right. year. Well, let, let's, let's, we're going back down the mad serious trait that we don't normally go down. So oh, no. I'm going to hook no, us back. No, no, well, I've just got let's one more talk. question. Let, no, no, no. What? One question. Of course one you're question, And it's really important. Of Chris, have you got a Maya contract for next year? Not yet. <laughs> Can you get work on that? Because I don't know why I want to be there next year. <laughs> so for the selfish reason, purely for me, I think, uh, Michelle, pull your finger out, get Chris sorted. Uh, we need another 12 listen, months. Listen, there's, there's a queue here because Sarah was keen as fuck to go Whoa. to the races. For I bet she was Mate, finally down there. there. Yeah, but, but listen, 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 listen. She was seriously keen to go. She went, can I? So she 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 said, "Can I just can I just go to the races one year, not pregnant? The two years she's been, oh, she's of been course she was. Both she times. was, she was pregnant. Oh, both times. Very, very. I've got a very simple equation for that. I totally didn't. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, Carlo, that's a no. Um, and listen, Sarah, I'm going to go with Sarah. Sorry. Thanks, Smithy. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm down the list for her as well, too. Um, okay. Can we just go back to like? Let's go. Let's talk sport. Let's talk sport. Okay. Let's go to Melbourne Cup first. How did yeah. you find that? Like, obviously, there was no crowds. We've, we've, we've spoken about that until the cows come home. But the horses came home. Was it who you thought it was going to be and why? No, um, I actually tipped second place. I thought Tiger Moth coming from the UK carrying such a lightweight who is a renowned stay was probably going to be just too good for them. But Twilight Payment ran a pretty similar race this time last year owned by Lloyd Williams and he doesn't have them stick around if he doesn't think something really special of them. Lloyd and Nick Williams are very um, aggressive when it comes to buying and selling horses. They only want the best and, and, they, have, uh, and they have a very, very good stable. And I'm actually kicking myself because coming off the back of a Cox Plate and a Caulfield Cup, it normally gives you an indication of the horses that will run well in and around the Melbourne Cup. And it's normally the ones that kind of underachieve in any of those races before. So I always, I normally text Nick, or I normally see him actually, at, um, at, his, at a bash that he has at his house day after Derby Day. But it didn't happen this year because you couldn't have anybody at your house. And I normally text him and ask him, and I didn't. And I normally look at the runners that they've got, and I didn't. And the one year that I didn't, they were in their seventh Melbourne Cup. But I was really keen. I was really keen on uh, on Tiger Moth. I thought it was yeah. it, in at the weight, 54 kilos. I thought it was going to be exceptionally hard to beat. I don't remember it, you mentioning Tiger Moth in any of our chats. Do you, Carlo? Yeah. I've never uh, heard, I don't think well, I've heard Tiger Moth. It was banded around. Yeah. I, I went with Russell. Mm. Russell, Russell. I went with Russian Camelot. <laughs> and uh, that had all the mail. Mm. But to, to be honest, you couldn't take anything away from Twilight Payment. Yeah. Led from the no. front. I got third. At least I got third. At some point, it was like four furlongs ahead of anything. Mm. And it still had probably a thousand meters to go. It, it, it was an outstanding ride uh, for Twilight, oh. Twilight uh, Payment. Who was, who was on it, Chris? Uh, it was uh, Jai McNeil. Jai, Jai McNeil. McNeil wrote it. Outstanding yeah. ride. I don't think you have to do too really? much work, though. It just, it just led and just went all the way. Well... Well, that's what they said they're doing this. It's an Irish horse as well, so it's a, a renowned staying horse. It's one of the other ones that's a renowned stayer. Tiger Moth, of course, is another um, Irish horse. And then Prince of Iran that finished third is a British horse. And yeah. then they finished fourth is a New Zealand horse. So the international horses, look, Australians are really well known and bred for breeding sprinters. And they do it really well. Middle distance horses, incredibly well. The likes of Winx, the likes of your Black Caviar, they can breed them. But uh, traditionally, the, a lot of the really good stayers will normally come from overseas. And that's why I give Ashrun like a really... Mm. 
really good hitter. Not only because it's Sonny's horse, because I want it had to run on the Saturday, it had to run Derby Day, and it had to win Derby Day to qualify to run Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and it was just a little bit unlucky to have to do such a thing, you know. Because of COVID and because ev- because of, of COVID and everything else that they had, um, Mustard J finished nineteenth, I think. If I've, I've heard, oh, yeah, nineteenth. Yeah. So, so sad, uh, look, sad news with Anthony Van Dyke as well, wasn't it, Chris? It is. It is. Look, it really is. That was that was one of the horses that was tipped for massive things. It was tipped. Yeah. Uh, it was favourite to yeah, win the race. Yeah, uh, Huey Bowman, of course, was was riding that. So yeah, really sad, and you know, it's it's uh, once again copped a lot of backlash for what's happened. So it's a negative side. We don't want to go down. But listen, you're right. Jay McNeil rode it incredibly well. He followed orders to an absolute T. And Twilight Payment was just way too good. Um, so Dragonet, very elegant Russian Camelot. I was always query in the distance for them. They've tried and tested over yeah, 2,000, Yeah, but I still kind of hoped for very elegant. I thought it was enough. I thought um, they'd, they'd sort yeah. of run, him and run, run them enough during yeah. the lead up to do it. And all the chat mm. was that that's exactly what it was. It was one of those horses that if you put it in the, the sort of thing, it would step up to the next bit and they would test it on mm. that and it would step up and they would test it and then step it up. So I thought by the time yeah. it got to carp, it was, yeah. I've got a theory for Melbourne Cup, Chris. I think international horses that don't race a hell of a lot. Um, I think it, it was the same with the winner last year. Um, I think it's about inter- international horses set to have a field day in the yeah. in the Melbourne Cup, purely because of all the steeplechases uh, and the jumpers that they that they probably run in the UK. But when it comes yeah. to the Melbourne Cup horses, they don't they don't tend to race a lot. Mm. Um, oh, look, it's, it's, that's it's, why that's why the odds are so high. It's no secret that international horses do it incredibly well in the Melbourne Cup. It's tried and tested for years and years and years, and that's why they keep bringing them over, and that's why Nick Williams and likes of Sonny and other people buy all these international stayers because they're renowned for being the best in the world, and exactly what they are. One, because 3,200 metres isn't necessarily a long trip for them. In the UK, they run over 4,000, 5,000, and, and they do it with a lot more weight on their back, and they jump. Yeah, of course. So it's, it's nothing... But there's like there's there's a, a massive element of luck that goes to winning a Melbourne Cup. Uh, Twilight Payment didn't put anything that's the to fun chance, of it though, right? It like that's the part that yeah, I like. It's not it's not always going to be the favourite that wins. It's always going to be no. There is never a Melbourne Cup that doesn't have a great story behind it. Am I wrong? Mm. Oh look, no, no, that's yeah, right. no, no, but no. You no you're right. I like, mean, like, it was going to win. If I was just wish there was more thirty two hundred races though. There's only one in there's there a, a year. Mm. There's a few. No, there's a couple. There's a couple. Not, none of them with this state, uh, um, significance. But, I mean, Vowen declared that when it last year, got a gun run up the rail. Craig Williams rode it and just got a lucky break up the rail and took it and, and, and off he went. Uh, and, and again, Finch, poor Finch, just, just beat into the line again. It's always a bridesmaid, never the bride, that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds that's like my life. Um, oh, it seems um, let's fast forward to the the race that you did get to go and be trackside for, and a, a, you know you went with one of my really good mates, actually Rob Mills. And the only reason I knew you went before I saw all, all of your stuff is he was up on the horse, which was covered in flowers, and he was singing <laughs> "Ride Him on the Horse" like Daryl Braithwaite. Mills, he's got one of the best songs, uh, his best voices, and he's just such a charismatic yeah. character. And if you don't know Rob Mills. Do yourself a favour and Google him. He's, he's an epic, epic human in my world. Um, and, then, <laughs> and next thing, so he's done this amazing video. He's jumped up on this horse and he's working for Channel 10 as well too. And he's just like sung, uh, riding on the horses, nailed all the bars. And next thing you hear this pommy accent coming through of the person who's creating his content going, <laughs> oh, you're going to get off. <laughs> I went and just wrote straight to him and go, you're working with Smithy, you're so good. And he goes, how'd you know it was him? I was like, no one else fucking sounds like that. No one else sounds like apart from me. Are you going to get off? Uh, Yeah. Get off. Well, uh, well, that was my rule. I said, I'll help you up. I ain't fucking helping you off. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was it. I got like, it was just, yeah, your your, uh, random banter. I just went, oh, wow. 
great characters. And I think it was epic from Channel 10 to be able to pick um, people from completely different, like, I mean, you're in the same sort of industries, mm. but you've both been really, really hurt by COVID and, and living in Melbourne as uh. well too. And you've just got the most beautiful, charismatic uh, personalities and perfect for racing. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your home and hose, babe. And yeah, I'm pissing in your pocket right yeah. now, so you should sort of live oh, it up. Keep going. Nice. Keep so, going. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. Like I, d- I don't get this at all. I don't get this at all. Ah, you know I love you, darling. You know I love what you do. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice to see such like two mm. epic characters work in the racetrack. So um, Bivouac and um, who else? Nature oh. Strip didn't do much for me, but Bivouac uh, I think was my only saving grace on Saturday. I went from being the cockiest punter three three four weeks ago. Uh, my my account's now officially drained. Oh look, um, the, the, yeah, that was, that was that was the Dallas Sprint Classic, um, and and I. Look, I tip Nature Strip to come back and do great things because this prep, it's been really, really underachieving. It'd been beaten by three of the horses that were in that same race as well. But I just thought Nature Strip <coughs> gathering a bit of momentum up the straight at Flemington over 1,200 is going to be really hard to run down. And... I think I was uh, at some point complacent like yourself. I got kind of cocky when I'm filming it saying, oh, is that very elegant just running to the line first? And um, <laughs> Rilsey turned around and went, I think I'll find his bivouac. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> like early crow. <laughs> and I, I, I thought Nature Strip was going to come back. And, and the bookies thought the same thing. It got shown really late. They had a load of money for it late. And bivouac just ran past it like it was stood still. Now mm-hmm. that, I, I always, I always, I wouldn't say questioned if Bivouac had what it takes to be one of the greats, but that just cemented that in my head. Mm-hmm. That run, and you saw it, you saw, I think Craig Williams had the, the jockey cam on, and it's showing you the that. replay. You, you, could see, you could see them going, and then it saw you the replay. And Nature Strip is out in front, and no horse, another one that Williams is on, not any horse is catching Nature Strip. And Bivouac just, it literally, if you see, if you get the chance to see the footage, watch it. It just sails past him. Glenn Boss has still got whip in hand. And he's not to touch it. It eased past him and he eased it up over the line. I'm like, that's beat it by three lengths. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a massive statement. But if Bivouac and Glenn Boss continue that, they continue that uh, that relationship that they've got now it's going to be like Nolan and Black Caviar it's going to be some phenomenal racing in that if it can continue well it helped me because I was I was working on the beach on Saturday at um, the surf boat contest that I've, I've worked at for years and I'm in a moon boot at the moment again I've been in there since May basically get an operation in two weeks boys yeah Get it, get your leg, not for a sex change, just before any of you get in. <laughs> I was going to say boob job, but, but the only thing I, was that say, you I better don't be, need boobs. You better be quick to get in. <laughs> I don't need boob. boob reduction. 37, almost 37 years of growth there. I do not need anything else. Um, <laughs> but I, my leg was in so much pain. Like I had time where I was just like, I had to sit off the beach and I had, try, I had to try and take my mind off my leg. So I was like just getting on my Ned's account and just putting bets on. And um, yeah, I drained it mostly, but Bivouac was my saving grace, thankfully. And that made me happy because like, I the, I think the only reason why I bet on Nature Strip is because of how much you boys have banged on about it all mm. year. I don't think I ever I had any it. sort of interest or reason to sort of play into it. It was just, you, you ruined my punting is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, do apologize <laughs> You're like, that. yeah, no, I think you did that yourself. Well, no, I it just so it was just think yourself fortunate. You totally ignored everything that yeah. we said and went with bivouac anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. The anyway, it was a, it was a great day. So you enjoyed yourself um, well, look, racing all up. I what did. was your I, recap? Let me let, let's do a quick recap. Was there anything that we've missed that I haven't asked you about so far? Um, not that, not that I can remember. No, it, it's one of those that you're never going to forget for mm. all the wrong reasons. Look, it was always in Daniel Andrews' head to keep the whole state locked up till after Melbourne Cup to stop the transmission spreading around. He's done that, and fingers crossed it's going to open up, and it hasn't really hurt the industry as much as it definitely could have done. Um, yeah. It's... It, it was it was great to be get that get down there and just see one part of it, but I really hope for 2021 it's back to what we remember as normality because it definitely deserves it, yeah. that, that event. Yeah. And I'm going to cry. No, just work on that my contract, mate. Let's get there next year. Hang on. Hang on, babe. Um, okay, then. Well, we've moved, we've moved past Melbourne Cup. There were some other things that happened uh, around the races. I don't want Smithy to cry. That's why I wanted to move on really quickly and didn't want to do it so late. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was like, and Smithy gone. Um, we had a game of Origin. 
And we certainly really did. Because Go you Queenslander. Oh, mate, I'll say it. And I'll say it once and there's not many times I will brutally <laughs> say something in a recording that will be on the internet for the rest of my life, but fuck right off. I hate yeah. Queensland. Hate is going to hate. Hate is going to hate. Listen, the best side won. No. The best side won. The score. Look at the scoreboard. Uh, look at the scoreboard. Carla, look at mate. the mirror. Shut up, mate. Listen. What I want to say I is the most hyped Queensland. origin. It didn't feel like origin. I know it's COVID, but there was no state versus state. There was like, I just didn't well, even, I watched well, it and I was like, meh. First, first and then game away. The and I was Don't like, meh. I always think the third game should be the, the one that's always neutral. Third game, but first game. Nah. I don't understand why. Nah. Yeah, that yeah, ruins yeah. the fun. It's got to be in the depths of a state that Look, it's against nah, or for. Nah. One game. I, that's where the, that's what the energy comes from with Origin. You can't. Nah. If you took a de- like a, a game, the final resulting game to Adelaide and Melbourne, and I've been in a game in Melbourne when I worked with New South Wales Rugby League, and it was in Melbourne, and. They didn't clap at the right times. They didn't cheer at the right times. They're still very much an AFL crowd. Um, they hated everyone that didn't play for Melbourne Storm. So, like, they, they were very much a Queensland crowd. So it was it was weird. It didn't have the vibe. But if you play that in Sydney or Brisbane, you are going to get an origin environment. And they need that right now because there is no energy. The, the ratings were down 25%. They'd... Either that, <laughs> the, take a picture of that, Chris. For all the listeners out there, Renee just froze at probably not the best look or the best time. She literally looked like she was licking piss off a stinging nettle. She what looked like Robert look De Niro in Taxi That's Driver. That's how aggressive I just got. That's what State of Origin does to me. Yeah, it makes it me look it like does. I'm licking piss off and you know, in, the, in the same breath, licking, uh, stinging nettle. Remember the stinging nettle? I don't stinging. I don't stinging. Think, I don't think Origin has felt like Origin for years. Ever since all the rule changes. No, ever since it stopped. I don't. I, I still. Don't, I've what, never with felt. The, what, rule like what rule changes? What rule changes? there no shoulder charges, with no biff, with no oh. nothing. That's the. That's the. That's what I recall yeah, state of origin to be game. about. Well, there's other ways that you can get in that intimidation uh, by gang tackles, and you know, there's other ways that they can do it. You know, sprint off the. I, 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 the first, I think. Uh, I think the highest. I think it has been the highest standard for so long that it's better, it's better than an international. There's no. There's, there's still no standard that's close absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Um, but the no, game, I wouldn't, the I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with. I wouldn't agree with the with the lack of shoulder charges. I still think that gusto and 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 morale has been there. I think there's been a a real state versus state. Um, but this year, as I said, I mean the the whole sporting world has been turned upside down in so many ways. Um, having origin at the end of the year, and I think to have a game so like the grand final at eight o'clock at night on Sunday, that that was hard enough. There was no, there wasn't much oomph about that. And then now to have origin, so many of these players haven't played for six weeks, and now they're yeah. that you know they're having to you know origins normally played in the middle of the year where all players are very fit. They're in the middle of their you know that they've got all that bravado. They're playing against each other week in. Some of them have to back up. Some of them don't. These guys are in a camp for, you know, it's the first time they've been back around their mates for a, a, a good couple of weeks. They haven't played high intensity footy for a couple of weeks. I mean, we're looking at New South Wales in particular, where they've just gone again and made a huge amount of changes to the halves. That is your spine. And I know should be loyal to New South Wales right now, but New South Wales made like, I think it was 50 changes to players in the space of three years where Origin, in, uh, Queensland in particular, had made 12 at the same time. Yeah, but you got I mean, you you can't Queen, Queensland let your winning. halves form a partnership what are you doing? Queensland, were winning. I, 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 Queensland won eight on the trot and that's why up. they were constantly Shut up. that's Shut why up. they were constantly Shut changing up. in New South Wales. But <laughs> can I just say though on Wednesday it didn't start well for New South Wales, did it? You know, straight from the kickoff, Damian Cook spills it. Yeah. It, it just it was like oh yeah. and then to and be honest, they were, the best side. They were the best side in the first half by a country. Yeah. Mile. Uh, Listen, I, I'm not sure you can make too many excuses for New South Wales. Cameron Monster's come off the back of a five-day bender and just fucking still walks around <laughs> like he owns the place. And asked Mel Meninga for an extra 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt, the balls on that kid is fucking phenomenal. He actually came out nice. and left a little tweet on Adam Scott. He said, mate, there's not enough rotation in the way you swing the club. If you want a lesson, you know where I am. Because he's offering Adam Scott lessons. So listen, That's there's, there's no shortage of balls in that camp. Oh. Was, yeah. Did you yeah. watch it after Look, the, I, the, post, the post-game interview? He went, uh, how have you been after your big celebration? He just smiled and like semi-laughed. Went, yeah. Haven't uh, stopped. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to be in camp. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Listen. meme and like we we shared a lot of memes during this time between the the, the sport podcast crew, but it was just like literally how you are at Bender on Sunday to turning up at work on Monday, and it was just like the happiest kid yeah. in the world compared to someone who looked like they'd weathered about 10 different storms. Yeah, yeah but uh, look, I, I thought, that, I, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be brutally honest. I went to bed at halftime. Go. What? I, I was, I went to bed at halftime. Right. I did. You're an idiot. I did. I did. So did you go I to woke, bed I, thinking I woke, that New South Wales had it in the bag? Um, I was kind of just bored. I was a bit yeah. bored by it. I wasn't thrilled by the game one little bit. And I thought, I'm going to be up at 4am with the girls anyway. So yeah. why am I staying up till 10am? 10 10pm. Yeah, and I woke up the next day and I saw the result. I'm like, yeah, Billy Slater texted me and said, oh, we're we're mates again now. I said, oh, fuck, what happened? And I looked at the result, I couldn't believe it. But what I I saw (laughs) early on in the first half, and we've praised him all year round, but Nathan Cleary, I think, of the Panthers has been absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I don't don't quite think he's an origin player just yet. I I don't think he's an origin player just yet. Can I say, just to add on to that, Chris, I was really, really watching him uh, because I felt Mm. in the grand final... He went missing. He he, Again, he, disappeared yeah, I agree. In a, he disappeared in a big game. Now remember, he's very young, yeah, and and he's still learning his yeah. trade. But he, there's a lot of accolades that have been put on his shoulders. If he's good enough, he's old enough. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The two biggest games that he's played in the the NRL Grand Final and now Origin One, yeah. literally oh. gone missing. You know, and I feel sorry for Luke Keary a bit because he's he's took all the blame um, and to be honest the battle of the, battle of the halves which was Daly, Daly Cherry Evans and Munster against um, against Cleary and Kira which is always hard to say uh, and you know to, to be honest Queensland the Queensland came out on top you know they controlled Munster ran more Cherry ran more you know he took the line on where you know and again the first half Queensland wouldn't and Daly Cherry Evans said I was going to east-west Instead of north south, I was running across too much, and then um, you know Wayne came out and just said, "Listen, I want you to be more front on," and it, and it changed the dynamic of the game massively. But yeah, Nathan yeah. Cleary got missing again. I don't I don't know if you've seen, but I've just had the uh, the ninety man squad pop up from Queensland on the NRL app. Have you seen that Valentine's home Valentine Holmes? They're not fullback. Xavier yeah, yeah. Coates, Kurt Capewell. Capewell was absolutely fucking magnificent. came through our mm. development system. Go on, son. Dane Gagai, <laughs> Philip Sammy, Cameron Munster, Cherry Evans, Louis Friend, Papali, Kafusi, Suap, and Fasamaleu. Fasamaleu. You, you did go. very well there. I'm, I'm really impressed with your pronunciation. Good, a, good, a little story about Kurt Capewell. When I was doing... <laughs> When I was doing the uh, the job for the Queensland Rugby League in Toowoomba, Charleville was a part of my area. And in Charleville, the Catewells, obviously, I've got a farm out there. There's a number of them, Liam, Luke, um, and Kurt. Kurt was a, probably, what, six or seven when I first met him. And this cheeky little kid, but just well-mannered, just a great... All the Catewells have been brilliant, actually. And I'll never, you know, just an amazing, amazing little kid. So I was really made up for him when he when he came through the system because mm. he, he he deserves it. He's worked hard and, he, and he's not done it the easy way as well. He's done it the tough way. And if you're uh, going to do a Paul Gallon and take credit for him being so good, I'm going to fuck you right well, off now. That kick. Oh, okay. No. All right. Can <laughs> we? Kick, that kick. I to saw make him this back. comment make sense. I saw it back. It was a, it was a miss kick. I guarantee you taught him that. <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, to make this comment that Smithy just made, to make it make sense, just before we started this podcast, the Zoom chat started early and I was actually listening to uh, a replay of the, uh, it was, I guess, the weigh-in or, no, it wouldn't be the weigh-in, it was just the normal fight uh, PR um, that was happening between <laughs> Gallon and also Mike Hunt. So that is happening on did December 16th. I did, darling. Don't right. even. Don't even. Mark. Hunt, former UFC fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, who 
suing. Now, actually, he he's now still stu- suing. I, can't, I, couldn't, I, was, I couldn't even say stewing then. I was so particular on what I said before that I couldn't say suing. <laughs> oh, Chris, that was the funniest thing ever. I heard it all. You're right now. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Mark Hunt. <laughs> Is suing the UFC still from, he had two fights with them. Uh, he's suing them for, I think, I uh, don't know if it's wrongful dismissal, but he, there was a big hoo-ha-ha that happened um, when he was there. He's suing for it. He's saying he went the wrong way. He should have made more money from boxing. He hates it. Um, Gallon's been calling him out for ages and he's been calling heaps of slack. And uh, both the fighters actually spoke really well in this press conference. And so while the boys logged into Zoom, it was playing over their microphones. So I didn't even say hello to them. I was like, listen to this, eat it. Um, anyway, <laughs> Gallon came out and he said, so he... So these two fighters, let it be known, uh, are the undercard for Tim Zhu. So they're an undercard for Tim Zhu. And Gallon turns around and he said, you know what, like um, Mark Hunt has actually given me tickets to his fight. So I've, you know, he's looked after me to come and watch him fight before. And then Tim Zhu has basically turned around and said, you know, I actually love having rugby league players involved in the fights because if I can run off that and create more of a profile, then I'm happy. And Gallon said in this press conference, he's just like, so I now take a great deal of pride that knowing Tim Zhu could run off um, what I what opportunities I gave him, he now has those fights against Jeff Horn. And every single one of us on this panel, <laughs> Carlo <laughs> and Chris and I just went, did he just claim that he was the reason that Tim Zhu is in the headlines? Can we please talk about that right now? Is he the reason? Is Gallon the reason we're looking at Tim Zhu? Yeah, definitely. Uh, just ask no. him. No. It, uh, bizarre, <laughs> just bizarre. But um, I think this is going to be a cracking fight, though. I must admit. Mm. Hunt yeah. and Gallon. I think Hunt. I, I think Hunt's got him all over it. Like we're talking a seasoned professional um, against uh, and then a rugby league brawler, basically. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, but no, he didn't. He, he didn't. Uh, he didn't direct Tim Zoo's uh, career. I don't think in any way. <laughs> I don't think. He, I don't think Gal's a brawler. I think when he first, when he had one of his first or second fights, I would say brawler. Um, Gallon is a nerd for boxing, and knowing him from being in Origin camps with him for a couple of years with my old job, um, he used to like he'd get on the team bus. He's like, "Guts, come and watch this fight with me," and we would literally ride the bus and watch some boxing, and we we would talk about it. And uh, Danny Gill was was fighting up in Brisbane at the time when we were in camp up there and he went, he asked for a leave and we all went and watched Danny Gill um, do a fight camp and he was, he was just obsessed. You could watch him, everything, like he looked into everything. He was just so absorbed by boxing. To, so to say he's a brawler, I think we saw him in his last fight with Barry Hall and I know it was still a little bit of a slog fest, but you can see he, he you know, he's now got a lot of rugby league players or a lot of um, cross-code boxes, I, I, you know, that, so their predominant sport is something else other than boxing. They have no defence. They, they don't have any footwork. They just want to mm. come in like a Dutch windmill caught in a hurricane. And I, I don't think he has that. And I, what I was really surprised at is leading into this, and we've discussed it a fair bit over this podcast, is a sledge fest um, between the two of them. Like, and then all reports have been that Gal's like, you know, he's been, he's been skirting me. I've been asking for this for years. Mark Hunt came out quite reserved, quite, uh, you know, relaxed. He's quite like, respectful look, of both of them. Yeah, he goes, look, I, yeah. I've been in the boxing, I, you know, I haven't had a boxing fight for years, but, you know, I've been in the martial arts game and that's where my heart was and that's where I wanted to be. He goes, but if this brings me back to a fight, which is what I want to be doing, then... Absolutely. And he's been calling me out for a while. I respect what he's done in the game. I respect him as a person. It was actually really, yeah, it was, it was a massive and it was like, and I love that because in boxing, everyone always goes, I'll always do what I've always done and I'll always do what I've always learned. And uh, boxers before them will always have to sledge. So therefore they have to sledge. These two actually just sat there just going, no, I respect you. No, I think it's awesome. Well, I think there's always a difference in there. Once the contract's signed, you know, there's no need for the fight. To be hyped up, it yeah, would be you don't hyped have up to. You don't have to get the. Yeah, I, mean, I just think that was. I think I reckon both of them said, "Listen, let's hype this up so we get it, get it done, dusted, and get get where we need to be, and mm. then um, and then away we Not go." Not according but, to his Bumble profile. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yes, Renee. Any more on that? No, no other questions. You're on that. 
Yeah, Sasha follows him on Bumble. What? I'm what? so confused. Hey, who's no, excited? I it, it was actually Hinge. It was Hinge. Can I just ask? Can I just ask? Who's excited for the Tyson Jones fight? Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. on the 28th yeah, of November. Yeah, I still am. We are, we are close. I cannot believe that this is actually going to happen. I've been uh, excited. I, I forgot about it. I've been excited and forgot about it about three or four times. I it's just, just been going on forever and ever. Please don't be an anticlimax. Please. I just oh, don't, please want, don't. I don't want it to be ruined. Um, and then there's uh, Tyson. Who else? Tyson Fury versus Wilder. Is that going to happen? Nope. Does anyone think that that's actually going to happen? What's the rumor? Don't you follow anything? Don't you follow anything? I know, he missed, I know that. He missed his opportunity to sign the contract. Yeah, he missed it. It's done. It's done. It's gone. And now, and now he's just coming out with all of these ridiculous speculations on the real reason why he got beat. Initially, it was his. Initially, it was his. His uniform was too heavy. And then he came out after that. He says, "No, no, no." My water was spiked by my former trainer, who he then fired for throwing the towel in. And now he's come out and said, former British English champion from Manchester, Ricky Hatton, helped him put a form of horseshoe in his glove. Isn't it? And do you know what? We go back to boxers being nice about the boxers. Ricky Hatton came out and he says, look, he says, I really hope he stops this because his legacy shouldn't be left of him being thought of like that. He is still, like it or not, one of the heaviest punchers in boxing's history. He's mm-hmm. one of the heaviest boxers heavyweights has ever seen. And he's done some severe damage with it. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that he's carrying on now, basically like a fucking pork chop, is going to really <laughs> affect his legacy and really affect the way people are thinking about him. And I hope he stops it now because he doesn't actually deserve it. Well, he's an but, idiot. Yeah, it was, it was pretty nice about him. But yeah, the old horseshoe in the uh, boxing glove. <laughs> Mate. Just for the listeners who don't understand that when you're getting wrapped, when your knuckles are getting wrapped... How can you not wrapped, understand a fucking horseshoe in a boxing glove? Right. When yeah. your knuckles are getting wrapped, <laughs> the, a member of the opposite camp comes in and watches them, and then they are signed by the, the, by the governing body. By the opposite camp. Yeah, yeah, I had to have my opponent's dad everything. stand over me while I was getting my knuckles wrapped for my fight. Like, it was the opponent's dad. Um, I think um, Klitschko used to go and send his brother in. His brother. Who looks exactly like him and much bigger. And <laughs> he'd stand mm. over the top of him as well too. So, yeah, it's, it's, to, to be able to make that horseshoe comment is just... Ridiculous. Insane, mm. insane. All right, so real quick, I'm going to I'm gonna wrap it up because we've actually gone, and we should have because it was our last uh, show for the season. Uh, Masters, Smithy? Uh, Xander Shuffle, Corey Morikawa, and Brooks Kopka. Just choose right, one given of you. three? Sure. Uh, Carlo, no, do you want to there? I'm not going to not gonna. I'm going to go Tiger Woods for his love of Augusta. Augusta? All right, I'm going to go Shambo. Shambo, did I say that? Oh, you got a big dog. Yeah, Bryson yeah. Shambo. I'm going to go the big, big swinger. Um, all right, Origin, oh. goes. Uh, Carlo? The big swinger. <laughs> <laughs> For Origin, well, there can only be one. Queenslander. New South Wales. Okay, so Carlo's doing New South Wales. Smithy, you're going. What? I'm not. I'm going Queenslander. You just said the obvious one, so I said New South Wales. Smithy, go. Don't be such an idiot. Yeah. I, think, I think the Blues are going to tie the match up. Okay. I'm going to say New Boring. South Wales, and I'm going to say New South Wales by six. That's how much I'm going to go by it. Um, all right, and our next one is going to be Hunt and Gallon. Go. Carlo? I'm going Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, Hunt. Yeah. Hunt, yeah, I'm... Mike. I, it kills me, I love Gal, but yeah, I just think the uh, <laughs> Hunt is where it's at. Um, give us, okay, yeah, give um, us your prediction on your head, not your heart. Give it with your head, not your heart. I did, I did, I did. I went with head okay. and I'm going to say Hunt. Um, Tyson and Roy, jo- Roy Jones Jr. I'm Tyson. I'm going to go Roy Jones Jr. Woo! Shut up, you idiots. Okay. You've just indicated you know nothing. Shut up, you idiots. <laughs> you know nothing, <laughs> Jon Snow. <laughs> All right, I'm going to join you on Tyson as well too, but idiots. gents, I really appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> it's been good. Another season, hour of the way, and uh, fill, uh, what fill the listeners in, why we we are stopping? We are actually getting our own little podcast platform built for us by uh, the Top Dog uh, Mob, who who basically produce our show. Um, and yeah, it's uh, we're, we're excited. We we can't wait. And 
it means that we'll have other opportunities to get more guests on and um, yeah some adver- advertisement opportunities as well uh, <laughs> Scoop, 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 scoop. But what we are doing is we want to come back nice and fresh next year. We've been on since uh, even before COVID. Um, we literally started, I think, the week that everyone went into lockdown. So it's been a really long year uh, for us and we've managed to stay in touch with the majority of the sport and we've really enjoyed being back together even though it's been over Zoom. So a little bit of a different aspect for us all. Mm. Um, I did mention at the start of the show, if you managed to hang on until this end of the show, that we are going to come back for some one-offs. So whether it's a, a boxing bout, whether it's a football match, whether it's you know what we're just all on the piss and we want to hang out together on zoom it's probably going to happen and Hmm. uh we'll actually make those podcasts live as well too and there's going to be a lot of one-on-ones we've got some great uh content with a lot of athletes and a lot of people that are within that sports realm that we can actually sit down and have one-on-ones with whether it would be carlo whether it would be chris or sasha um so plenty of other sports podcast uh content to stay in touch with so make sure you are following us at the sport project podcast which is our instagram and of course at the sport project podcast.net where we're going to be keeping all of our content there so you can stay in touch we'll uh, obviously keep across our personal stuff to make sure we can poke and prod you in the right ways uh, to let you know when something's coming up but thank you so much Jans I've really enjoyed an epic yeah and to be able to sit here and have a whiskey with you tonight it's been lovely what a wonderful professional way to finish this show guys but the real truth is I'm allowed out now so I've got way better fucking things to do than sit here with you lot <laughs> I, well, at least once every now and then you, you're going to enjoy it babe yeah, listen uh, thank you everyone uh, it's been great thanks for all the listeners and you know just all the feedback it's been brilliant uh, Gats absolutely outstanding I'm, I'm, look I've got I've got to go the missus is mopping in a g-string <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>